Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Hey, are you ready to enjoy even more love in your life? I don't know about you, but I think we all need to feel loved and appreciated because that is when we're most productive and really enjoy our lives. Well, that's why I'm super excited to chat with love expert Isla Lynn today. I adore Isla. She's an accomplished author of Uncover Authentic You. She is the ultimate guide to transforming your love life and discovering abundance of happiness along the way. This chick is right up my alley. I mean, honestly, I think we're twins separated at birth. She's got this amazing background in psychology and leadership. She's got a massive heart filled with compassion. Isla turned her passion into a mission helping women over 30 rediscover love, mend their hearts after tough times, and build strong, healthy relationships that are aligned with their soul's mission. Well, above everything else, Isla helps women accept and love themselves so they can attract love into their lives effortlessly, automatically, richly rewarding. You can tell it's so important to chat with somebody like this. I mean, she's freaking brilliant. We're going to learn so much. Isla, welcome. Hello, Lynn. That is such an amazing introduction. Thank you. And I felt goosebumps as you were just saying (laughs) these wonderful things. So thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you here because we are going to co-create something just amazing together. Absolutely amazing. Now, one of the things that I do that's a little radically different than most podcasts and video shows, I start with an intention. An intention is how you want to feel and what you want to create while you are feeling that way. And so I love to start with an intention because it really helps us focus on what is wanted in our lives. A lot of people don't understand how intentions work, but science is starting to catch up. It right now, psychiatrists call it priming. priming. There are all these yep. studies where, and you know better than I do, but if you read a series of words that are supportive and empowering, you do better on a test. And if you read words that are disempowering or discouraging, you do much worse on the test. And it's amazing how we can really activate our unconscious minds to serve us and guide us towards what is wanted instead of what is not wanted. Now, I've got a specific structure that I use for my intentions. I always start with in love and light, because to me, that acknowledges that the God of your understanding is an active participant and partner in helping us create this intention together. We're not all on our own. We're not trying to figure it out. The divine will inspire us to say whatever we're going to say. We don't know yet. And it's all going to be perfect, better than we could have imagined on our own. Absolutely. Cool. So then I share the intention. And then at the end, I think it's really important to say thank you. Now, I don't know. Isla, have you ever heard uh, what the plural of y'all is? 
No, I have not. Kind of a joke. Um, the plural of y'all is all y'all. And so I call the God of our understanding the divine, because to me, it's kind of saying all y'all, God, creator, universe, <laughs> all of the different words that we have for God is covered. Angels, ancestors, everybody. I'm not missing anybody. And so I use the term the divine. So I do, whatever, the, same thing. I do the same thing because it really encompasses this, this majestic power, right? That lives not just around you, but within you as well. So, yes. And at the very end of the intention, I say it is done. And that's a reminder to me that it's kind of like I'm playing with the divine through stating this intention. And it's almost like I'm typing an address into my GPS system. Like a command, right? Like you're yes. giving a command. Yeah. And so when I'm done typing, I'm done typing. I don't have to keep typing. I don't know where I'm going to need to make a left turn or a right turn or merge onto a freeway, but that information is coming and it will arrive at just the right time, just when I need it. So that it is done as a reminder to me, okay, you did your job. You're good. Time to let go and see what happens. Now, here's the hardest part. <laughs> the hardest part is I'm going to tell you this intention and then we're going to hold it in complete silence for 78 seconds. Now, some of the most recent research says that human beings have a shorter attention span than a goldfish because we have so much going on upstairs. There's so many things we're thinking about. There's so many things we have to get done that we are just ping-ponging around up there all the time. And it's no wonder the divine is looking at us going, wow, she really doesn't know what she wants because she can't focus on anything. And so when we hold the intention for 78 seconds, it's long enough that the divine goes, aha, she's serious about this one. And so they're all in and they're willing to support us. So one of the tricks that I use that really works for me, just letting you know, sometimes there's a couple of words or just a phrase that really speaks to me in the intention. And I'll just think about those words over and over again. And the other thing to do is notice where you feel it in your body when you hear the intention. And just notice if you get heat or tingles or rippling or movement of energy in your body, because that's what we're doing. We are stating, here's the kind of energy we want, and we want it to move in a big way. So just be present with yourself and notice what happens. Sounds fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, I know. I do so much build up and people are like, could we just do this thing, please? All right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. In love and light, we hold the intention that we notice and receive the love present in every moment, choosing to love ourselves exactly as we are right now. Thank you, Divine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is done.
We give thanks, and so it is. Wow. <laughs> that was powerful. I could feel all the tingles. Yeah. All over my shoulders and my chest and even felt it going up my neck. And I got the same thing. I felt like I wanted to open the eyes, but I kind of had to bring bring my back, you know, bring myself back to just enjoy it. Just yeah. hang on to it. Find the anchor, right? Those yeah. types of things. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, Isla. That was, I mean, I, I've had some very strong experiences with people, but that love thing. That was intense. I got all the tingles. I got warmth as well. And I I just got this image of these little golden threads of light that connect all of us. And it's this divine love that brings us all together. And there are no mistakes, right? Everybody's in the right place at the right time, getting exactly what they need most in this moment. And it was just so real so present for me so thank you that was what an incredible blessing to start the interview with thank you and to your (laughs) point you know when you say these little gold chains it truly is like we just had a discussion not too long ago about that and how every person that enters your life you know is connected to you in some way for the rest of your life so whether they were good intentions bad intentions Some were blessings, others were lessons, but looking at all of these interactions, all of these individuals, all of these faces, all of these characters, all of these personalities that came into your life, they had to come into your life for a reason, right? And when you look at that, then you can't, you can't help yourself, but seeing it in a different light. And of course, it's going to take a lot of work, right, to get there, to really get to that understanding and all of that. But again, the intention, once you're intended to do something for yourself, to understand, to take action, then it's a lot easier to kind of stick to it and not to get distracted, right, with all the shining things that are out there. You know, Isla, you just said something really profound to me, because I think one of the biggest challenges I know I had earlier in my life, and I think a lot of people do, is somebody comes into your life, it could be a total stranger, just a brief moment, and you think, I can't believe they did that to me. And I have learned that it's not a to me, it's a for me. Every single time, I, I want to share a quick story because it's kind of funny and I'm I'm far from perfect. I am learning how to stay in my higher self on a more regular basis, but I was in a parking lot. The spaces are never large enough these days. And I was driving my husband's truck, which is bigger than I like to drive. And so I'm very carefully backing out of the parking place and somebody is zipping through this parking lot so fast. And I'm thinking, wow, that really isn't safe, but I'm being safe because I'm super slow backing out of this parking space. And all of a sudden I hear a honk. Oh my gosh, what a trigger. I was immediately into judgment. I didn't look at this person, but I was just I'm thinking all kinds of nasty thoughts. What a jerk. I can't believe how outrageous. That's so rude. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just really going off in my head. And it's so funny. I have this little bell that I love. It's got a smiley face on it. And I heard this, uh, honey, what if we told you about stories? The divine was trying to get my attention. Everything is love. Everything is love for you. If you're making up a story that says this is not love for you, Hello, 
Hello, anybody home? Yeah, no, this is love for you. What would it mean if it was actually love for you? And I resisted. I was like, are you kidding me? The guy's a jerk, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, but I finally said, okay, fine, 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 fine. If it was love for me, maybe I was about to hit something. And he didn't have time to put his car in park and jump out and run around to my window and knock on the window and say, hey, lady, careful, you're going to. And that would have cost extra damage, um, a lot more time. It would have been expensive. You know, so a huge blessing if somebody warns you that you're about to back into something. Maybe he was just kind of giving me that thumbs up of, hey, you've got enough room. Because as it turned out, I did. And I had to crank the wheel really hard, but I was able to get out. So maybe it was like, you got this. You're good to go. And he didn't have time to put the car in park and jump out and run around. And, and I was like, wow, I had this really deep awareness. Honestly, for the first time, I'm the only one who allows love into my experience. And it's based on the stories I tell myself about what this experience was. Only I can let love in. I let, if you are busy raving about me, I can deny it. I can say, uh-uh, I'm not all that. No, I can deny the love. Even if it's obvious, right. I can deny it. So, or you can embrace it, right? Exactly. Yeah. It is a personal choice. It truly is. But to your point, these stories that we tell ourselves, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there that we all kind of get caught up in. And um, in my line of business, you know, being in a business of love. I see that a lot because there's a lot of stories like, you know, why was I left? Why, why did he have to go? Why did he have to break my heart? You know? And so we tend to hang on to that pain so much because what I've discovered in, in, in my, um, in my life is that it gives us comfort in a way. You know, and choosing to see it from a different light. We do a lot of reframe when I when I work with someone one on one, because these stories is that what what keeps us stuck. Yeah, these stories keep us stuck. So what I basically do in our one on ones is I help them reframe it in a positive light. Like, why did it make sense for them? To break your heart at that time. And then we go down this, this path of kind of exploring what has come out of it on the back end. Because we can only connect the dots backwards, right? Not going forward. But understanding that even the heartbreak is love. Yeah. Right? Isn't it better for him to have broken your heart and strung you along for six months to a year? Right? He gave you that gift of freedom so that you can go find love elsewhere because you guys were not a right fit mm-hmm. for each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, but and, you know, that accepting that again, it's a personal thing. It's an individual thing. And that's what we have to really work at. I want to know, it's so funny because I have questions to ask you, but we're off on such a wonderful start and I know I'm going off on tangents here, but 
One of the key things that I think people struggle with is they look for love outside themselves. They look for validation. They look for approval. They look for appreciation outside themselves. And one of the things that I've learned is that every single relationship I have is trying to get me to love me first and be present for myself first, to love and appreciate myself first. Because until I do, I can't let anybody else's love in. Absolutely. That is absolutely. I mean, that's the epiphany that I had too, right? With all the failed relationships that I've gone through, you know, but the thing is we don't grow up being told you need to love yourself, right? Because whatever you do for yourself, you're told you're selfish, right? So you're criticized, you're judged for wanting to love yourself. So you grow up self-abandoning and putting everybody ahead of everybody, uh, uh, ahead of off yourself. Yeah. Right. And so when you, when you try to learn to love yourself, cause everybody tells you, you need to learn to love yourself. And everybody's like, but how do I do that? Like, how do I do that? Cause I don't have the skills. I don't have the, the guide. And that's why I wrote my book. I'm like, this is exactly how you learn to love yourself. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So I have to really ask you a question now, because obviously you're really passionate about the work that you're doing with people, Isla. And, and this comes from a deep space and I feel your heart. I feel your compassion. I feel how much you care and how much you want people to understand who they truly are. Why are you so passionate about this? What got you started? Uh, well, hard, hard times hard times. I grew up very much an empath, people-pleasing. Um, at that time, I was not aware that this was um, injustice to me. Um, I saw it as a good deed because we all grow up, you know, being told, be a good girl, right? Be a good girl, be kind, be compassionate, the golden rule and all of these things, right? So for me, I made that my life. I made serving other people before myself, filling others' cups before myself, my mission in life. But later as I did the work that I needed to do, I realized that this was such injustice to me. Because at the end of the day, everybody was happy and content for those 24 hours. And I was empty going to bed. And then the following day, by doing all of this people-pleasing, I tried to fill the void within myself. I was giving people things that I craved for me. And even though I found satisfaction temporarily in all of that, that I was given out, it left me really empty. And I was in this scarce lifestyle. That just, you know, it was like adding water to an empty bucket, you know, with the, with the hole on the bottom, right? Like pouring in and it was leaking out there. And I finally discovered that loving myself, putting myself first was not selfish. It was essential. Yeah. It was essential so that when I'm filled up, I can give more. Yeah. And yet feel content and happy 
not having to search to fill this void within myself because I was already filled up. There was this abundance of everything in my life. Whereas before that, before I had come to this understanding that abundance is all around us, um, it was it was really hard to keep up. It was just a constant, you know, pushing a boulder up the hill kind of thing. And I have to tell you, Elaine, that when I discovered this other side of life, I didn't want to go back. Yeah, and I had to like I had to find a way to to put us out there to teach others, to show others, to encourage, inspire, motivate, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, to let them know that there is another side of life that you don't need to abandon yourself to make someone else happy. And that deep down, all of that that you're doing, all of that good that you're doing is really because you want to feel safe. You want yeah. to feel validated. You want to feel worthy. But mm -hmm. when you discover that within yourself, when you know who you are, when you learn to love yourself, when you know how to what I like to say is turn the lens on yourself and accept yourself the imperfect version of you, then nothing else can shake you. The depression goes away, the anxiety goes away, the expectations go away. It's easier to detach from people that may not serve you well in your life. I love this. I love everything that you're saying. I have to ask you another question because yeah. obviously this is the abundance journey. I've never met two people in a row who defined abundance the same way. And given the work that you do, especially around love and helping people love themselves and experience more love in their lives, how would you define abundance? Abundance for me is really, even though it's this invisible this invisible nature about it, right? Abundance is really, for me, getting up in the morning, opening your eyes and saying, thank you, divine, for another day and another opportunity. And I'm open to receive whatever it is you have in store for me. Yeah. Right? That is abundance to me. Knowing that I got another chance at life every every morning I wake up. And this is so different from, let's say, 10 years ago where I would wake up and I would think about my problems and the stress and I didn't want to go to work. I was in a very stressful environment back then. And like a constant repetition, the stories that I was telling myself, like, what's going to happen today? Like, I was always expecting things to happen. <laughs> and it would be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you set I the wrong intention, Isla. <laughs> you know, flat tire on the freeway. I spill my coffee on me, like all these things, right? So when you but when you wake up saying thank you for another day, then everything kind of starts to flow. And even those things that might rub you the wrong way, because I have two kids and believe me, they rub me the wrong way every day. <laughs> on the way to school, you know, whether it's to put their shoes on or get their backpacks ready or whatever. I feel that I'm a lot calmer now than I used to be, which in turn also um, kind of radiates the energy of calm for them. Yeah. 
When I was stressed out, they used to be sick constantly. They used to have sniffles and, uh, you know, sore throat and any type of illness, anything like that. And it was on a monthly basis that we were at the doctor's office until I changed my energy and how I was vibrating in the world that changed everything for us. Absolutely. And so it's amazing to know that you have that power to impact your environment in such a grand way. Oh, man. It's it's incredible because you have no idea how powerful you are. It was really funny. I want to share just really quickly. I was uh, washing dishes a couple months ago, and I was just kind of musing over why is it that sometimes it seems like it takes a lot longer to accomplish, accomplish something that we're working on. And sometimes it's a breeze. But how come? And I immediately felt, heard this voice, loud voice in my body that said, when you deny your power, your power is denied to you. When you acknowledge your power, your power is shown to you. You are more powerful than you can imagine. And it really made me think about, so how am I denying my power? And I realized that sometimes the words I use are not declaring what I want or, or, or owning what I'm creating. It's like you were talking about the intention, waking up in a bad mood and going, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. Well, congratulations. You just set the wrong intention. And yes, you're going to get exactly what you asked for a horrible day. If instead you set a solid intention for what you want to create and what you want to experience, everything starts lining up for you and everything is designed to be love for you. But only you can let the love in. Right. Yeah. Right. And when you understand, when you understand that, then you can do just about anything you put your mind to. Yeah. It's, you know, going after that job or that career or starting your business or finding love, someone who is going to love you for who you are, right? Or if you want to write a book, like I was sitting on my book for 10 years. I knew I was going to write something, but it just wasn't the time for me. I was not in the headspace that I needed to be to do that. I had walked the path. I knew exactly what I wanted to write about, but that intention was not 100% there as it was when I sat down and I started to write it. And believe it or not, like, you want to write a book, but you don't know how. And that's going to keep you stuck, right? You're going to procrastinate because you don't know the steps. Well, long behold, right? Just as I intended that, two days after that, I got in touch with a book writing coach. (laughs) Right? It's funny how things show up. I don't know how she crossed my path, but she was in my DM. In two days, she's like, I don't know if you've ever considered writing a book, but I'm having this free class. And I was like, okay, why not? And I mean, we've been friends for two years now. And when I pushed out my book, she was so proud of me. She was such a cheerful, like a cheerleader for me. And it was just so wonderful to see that because I grew up around individuals who were constantly pushing 
my greatness down, right? Constantly diminishing me. And I was constantly trying to rise up. And I was constantly pushed down, whether in my career or, you know, as a kid, it was always, you know, oh, you got to be, you didn't get an A. It was never celebrated. These accomplishments were never celebrated. So I grew up not really valuing these things, right? And so my book coach, when my book came out, she was celebrating me. She was talking about it. She was sharing it on on all her platforms. And it felt really weird (laughs) to have someone have such excitement about something that you've accomplished for a first time. And that's when I truly felt really abundant, abundant with the love that I had around from the people that I've met, those that I've crossed paths with. And when I decided to remove myself from the environment that was making me sick, all the doors begin to open up. And so I just want to share this, that if any of you out there are feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you have no way out, there's always a way out. There is a solution to every problem. But it will require you to make some changes. And it will require you to remove yourself from that environment that is not conducive to your success. You know, you bring up such a powerful point. You really do. Because I know in the Course of Miracles, they say that in every experience, you are either expressing the love that you are or asking for love. You're either expressing it or asking for it. It's just like breathing. You breathe out or you breathe in. Those are the two options in every moment. And the ironic thing is you are the love that you're looking for. You are made of love. You are born of love. You create love your entire life and you go back to love at the end of life. There is nothing but love. And yet, just like a fish who's looking for water, we're like, (laughs) I can't find this stuff. Yeah, because it's all around you. And so one of the exercises that I have my clients do, I encourage you to at least one thing, ideally three a day, but one thing at the end of the day, Write down one thing that you want to acknowledge yourself for, something you did or thought or imagined, something that you did, and then appreciate the difference it made in your life because you're willing to show up that way. Acknowledge and appreciate yourself. We don't do that nearly enough. And just getting that kind of perspective on it, that objective perspective, I I, uh, recently heard a really great definition. It's easy to tell when you're in your human self because you immediately spark to judgment. It's like, oh, this is wrong. That's right. I'm right. He's wrong. You know, that kind of thing. And often you feel this need to fix something. Something Mm -hmm. feels broken because you have the right way. And so you feel like you should fix it. That's when we're in our human selves. When we're in our higher selves, we step back and we observe what's happening. We aren't assigning a bunch of emotion to it. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. This is just what happened. The guy just honked at you. Yeah. Big whoop. He honked. Get over yourself. He honked. Mm -hmm. And then instead of reacting, we respond with love and compassion for ourselves as well as for everybody else involved or impacted. 
That's the difference. That's how it's really easy to tell if am I and my human self, and I always start there, sadly. <laughs> we all do. We all do. We're human. We all do. But it's that you know knee-jerk reaction. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Like you said, it's that whole dynamic between the ego and your soul, right? And so the ego is always trying to fix, to justify, to 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 control. And then your soul is more like, okay, I'm an observer, right? It's like sitting down and there are clouds and they're just around you, right? Like you're observing them. You're not in them. And um, I do the same thing. It's so important to uh, get into a habit of doing it daily. Yeah. Because it is not a natural thing for us. You know, you don't go around praising yourself, right? Because then you're stuck up. Right. Like you're stuck up. (laughs) And um, for me right now, I don't have a problem being stuck up. (laughs) I really don't. Because I know who I am. I know what I have been through. What I have come out on the other end. And what I have to share as a knowledge. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, I listened to something that was so, so profound, and it truly shook me to the core. And I can't recall who said it, but they said that, isn't it amazing how the second half of your life is spent healing and unlearning all of that happened in your first Yeah, you know, that's very interesting perspective, because I view it similarly, but a little bit differently. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm realizing the blessings that every single one of those things that I experienced as trauma, it -hmm. wasn't trauma, it was a blessing. And I took it out of context, I didn't understand it. And I didn't realize what was happening for me. I thought it was happening to me. And now that I have a completely different perspective, that makes all the difference. But I got to tell you, one of the things that I've noticed, Isla, if I want my outside world to change, I always have to change something inside first. It's never going to shift unless I shift. So what do you notice is the most common thing your clients have to be willing to shift inside to create the kind of love in their life that they want? That they're worthy of being loved. A lot of my clients struggle with believing that they're lovable. And that is because on the subconscious level, we find that they have self-abandoned. And so what we do work on a lot is really creating that confidence and that self-trust and self-love first and foremost. Because when you trust who you are, you're not going to worry what others are going to do, right? You're not going to worry if you're going to be abandoned, if someone is not going to see your way, if they're not going to stay in your life, right? You're going to release them with love. Mm -hmm. If you want to be in my life, you're welcome. But you need to accept me as I am because I accept myself as I am. And if at any point you have a problem with that... The door is wide open. I release you with love. Yeah. And really getting to that point is is um, is what we need to work on. Because when that happens, when they discover that they're lovable, when they discover that they deserve love, that love is all around them, then they tend to um, 
sort of mirror that to the, you know, to, to, to the whole environment that they're in. And then they start seeing people who they haven't noticed before. Right. Because when you're in that story or in that mindset of there's no quality people out there to date, you know, everybody is in for themselves. I can never find someone who loves me. I'm always abandoned. I'm always left. I'm this and that versus there's so much love. There's abundance of love around me. And the right person is looking for me as I am looking for them. Right. So it's that reframe it's that shift and it's that belief that it has to be done on a daily basis because you're going to wake up the next day after we have had this discussion and unless you remind yourself of all of that you're gonna you are going to go back to your old ways that old story is going to come back in your mind and you're going to start to doubt yourself so it's truly a consistent daily intention that you have to put on the schedule for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as they say, priming, right? What we do is we intend it, right? So this is our attention for the day. I will be open to whatever universe has for me, whatever the divine has for me, whatever God has in store for me. So whatever it is that you believe, just remind yourself that love is your birthright. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I just got this image of... I don't know if you ever did this when you were a little kid, but on a long trip, um, there were these games you could play where you had to collect different license plates from different states. It took a long time because unless you were doing a really long trip, you were pretty much stuck with mostly the state you're in. But it's almost like you're playing a game every day. It's like how many different ways is love present right now? And normally I wouldn't be paying attention because I'm stuck in my head saying, oh, love's not here. Nobody's busy loving on me. But love is everywhere. The birds are singing. That's love. There's a baby laughing. That's love. There's a flower growing up to the crack of the sidewalk. Your warm coffee you have in the morning, your warm coffee, your tea. Um, somebody opening a door for you, saying good morning, smiling at you, all of that are bits of, of love that divine is showing to you. And if you are intentional and you choose to see that your day is going to be amazing, regardless of what happens, because life is meant to happen. There's good things, bad things, the ugly things, right? But all of that is, is meant to teach us to appreciate right it's the duality of life i like i like to bring that up because without the cold we wouldn't know what hot felt like without the pain we wouldn't know what pleasure feels like right so really understanding that whether it's in an intention manifestation a prayer whatever it is that you um, relate to the most Whatever it is you're asking, chances are that what is going to be revealed to you is the opposite. Mm. Be- 
because you, know, you are meant to learn something. <laughs> you just brought up something really profound. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the book uh, Power Versus Force. And the other one that is related to that is um, The Map of Consciousness Explained by David Hawkins. Brilliant books, both of them. He wrote like 20 books. Brilliant guy. Um, similar background to you, actually. And he's talking about when you commit to love and I'm going to show up as love and I'm going to see love and I'm going to be love in every moment, the opposite comes up. Whatever yeah. level you commit to, the opposite shows up. Why? Why does the opposite show up? Because it's trying to get you to commit again and again and again. It was so interesting when I uh, I had a stroke and got to have a conversation with our higher power. And during that conversation, I got the message, there are three key things the divine wants you to do. The first one is show up as love in this moment right now for yourself and for everybody else. Be the love right now. The second thing is love is already present here, but it's very much a scavenger hunt. It is not blatant. It is not obvious. And we expect you to dig under the bushes and, you know, go through the closet and figure out where the love is. And often the love is, am I showing up as my higher self? You know, am I using some of the tools and techniques that I know will get me into a better headspace, but I don't often do them? You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And then the third thing is collaborate with each other because every time you come together, you automatically create more love, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it feels hard. All that's happening is the opposite of love is showing up to get you to recommit to love, to look for love again, to love yourself even more every single time. That's the only message. That's all it is. Yes. And it's especially when it's really difficult to love someone. <laughs> that is the one thing that I continue to practice and build on, right? Because some there's some people in your life who tend to <laughs> bring like the worst out of you, right? And they just know how to push your buttons. And I've learned to love them extra in those moments. Yeah. It's and not easy, but they are a gift. They are truly a gift. But I have to ask you a, a very important question because I don't know about you, but I always wish there was a magic wand and you could just go, boop, okay, Elaine, now everything's perfect and you experience and see everything as well. Hasn't happened for me yet. Um, I, I notice that it's always a process. There's steps that we go through as we start to notice more and more love. What is like a baby step? that we could focus on that would show us we're going in the right direction? For me, um, that would be really um, starting to notice the small things, right, in your day. And making a conscious choice to notice them. Whether it's a hug from your loved one, embrace it. Don't start to rush off immediately. Embrace it. I say take 60 seconds for everything in your life. Like basically, if someone wants to talk to you, sit down with them. Don't rush. Or let them know, look, like if you're in a rush, obviously, because life happens, <laughs> right? It doesn't stop. But you can let them know, hey, I would love for us to continue this this afternoon. Give them something to be excited about and give yourself something to be excited about. Yeah, that is so you true. Know, 
Take a moment to be present. We're here on borrowed time. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So use every single day as a day one. Whether something happened the day before, you're mad at someone, you're upset with someone, um, somebody rubbed you the wrong ways, some deal fell through, wake up the next day with a clean slate. Yes. Try Try to not focus on what happened yesterday and focus more on the present so that you can plant the seeds for the future. I love that. I love that. Now, Isla, we were chatting before we got started here and you have an incredibly generous gift for everyone. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, I do. So I wanted to share with you an exercise that I like to do, um, and that is to determine your top five values. Values are so important for your life goals, for your relationship goals. And what I've gotten to discover is that a lot of our values are recycled opinions from those before us. Ah. So most of them are not even our own. So as you're going through this self-discovery, it's important to reassess some of these things. What is truly important to you? So this gift is going to help you hone in on your top five so that you'll know where it is that you want to go in the next year or two or five or 10. Beautiful. I can't wait to download a copy. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. And I love to do that because we go through phases in life, right? So what used to be important to us in our 20s is not in our 30s. And then now that we're in our 40s or 50s, (laughs) you know, things that mattered in our 20s and 30s is not so much. So we're moving through this. And I feel that like every five years or every time you go through that type of change, go back to it. Yes. And revisit. Yeah, I was just going to say that because it is true. You are an evolving person. And just as you are changing and your focus is changing, you deserve to really see what matters most to you so that you can hone and craft your life to fulfill you. And thank you for that. That's a really beautiful gift. Now, we always turn the tables on our guests here, Isla. So what could we do to support you? I mean, you can um, connect with me on Facebook. You can go out and get my book. With the purchase of my book, you also get a call with me. If you decide to write a review, you can get a call with me where we can go through whatever it is that you might be dealing with, whether it's self-love or it's your love life. We can sort things out for you and give you a plan. And then if at any point you wish to explore coaching one-on-one, working with me one-on-one so you can win at love and life, we can explore that as well. So, Very cool. Well, Isla, I cannot thank you enough, but you have made my life rather difficult because now I have to find just one of the many, many things that you said to do the Activate Abundance segment around. And I have like a page and a half of notes here. So thank you uh, for, for adding so much value to answer any questions. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Stick around because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. Hi, 
Hi, it's Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador. And I know since you're listening to this show or watching this show, The Abundance Journey, you really want to experience more abundance in your life. Well, that's why I wrote the book, Five Steps to Activate Your Abundance. It's available for sale right now from Amazon, from barnesandnoble.com and many international sellers. And I want you to pick up a copy because I'm really opening the kimono here and sharing all of the information you need to experience abundance in every single aspect of your life. The book's divided into three parts. Part one is called Meeting the Divine. This is where I share my near-death experience and the conversation I got to have with our higher power during my stroke. In part two, Messages from the Divine, I share the best practices that I was given, the secret sauce in how life actually works. And so you understand really why you're here and how you can make the most of your life. So you love every single moment. And then in the part three is partnering with the divine. That's where I go into each of the five steps to activate your abundance and explain exactly why it works so well. So take a moment to pick up a copy. It's available as an ebook, a paperback book, an audiobook and a video course. So however you like to absorb information, abundance is waiting for you. Wasn't Isla awesome? Wow, she had so many great things to say. I really struggled to decide which one to do the Activate Abundance segment around. But step one is always gratitude. And I love meeting with brilliant people like Isla that help me think about things a little bit differently. I mean, honestly, we have so many concepts in common. We agree on so many different things. And yet the words she uses, the examples she provides just opened up new possibilities that I hadn't seen before. So I'm very grateful to Isla for taking the time to share with us. The second thing is to acknowledge something you heard that was an aha for you. And that's why it was so hard because she had so many brilliant things that she said. But one of them that she said that just blew me away, she said, so often we choose to hang on to pain. We deliberately hang on to pain because there's something about it that's comforting. I've noticed something else. This is kind of a guilty secret, okay? <laughs> but I can be vulnerable with you guys. When I got so ticked off at that guy for honking at me, I felt so powerful. That anger, that frustration, that irritation, I felt it coursing through my body and I really felt myself. And I realized that so often I'm kind of divorced and I'm not really all that present to what I'm experiencing. So much is happening in my body and I'm making up stories about what it all means that I'm not really present to myself. And I only kind of notice myself when I go to the pain. How bizarre is that? So when she said that, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize I was doing that. Really great insight. We deliberately choose to hang on to the pain. That's what I want to acknowledge. I want to appreciate the difference it can make in my life. That's step three. Having that level of awareness immediately reminds me that I have a choice. Immediately. I have a choice to let love in. 
or deny love and stay in the pain and have fun rolling around in it and imagining how powerful I am and how justified I am because I'm going to stick with the pain when it's not what I really want at all. I don't want the pain. I want the love. But I'm the one choosing the pain. Nobody can choose it for me. I'm the only one choosing the pain. That's why forgiveness is so powerful. You're not actually letting the other person off the hook. You are releasing the pain that you've been holding on to. That's the only purpose of forgiveness. Stop carrying the story that doesn't serve you. So yes, I really, really appreciate that she pointed out how often we deliberately choose to hang on to the pain because now I have a choice. Step four is to activate abundance. And we've got three different options. The first option is grab my calendar and write down an appointment with myself to get something done. This isn't really the kind of thing that I can stick on my calendar. The second option is create a physical trigger. So maybe I cross my fingers or I tug on my earlobe to remind myself I don't have to stay in the pain. That's an option. I experience the pain. And if I name it, I can control it. It's like all of a sudden I can take this thing and put it outside of my body once I name it. I'm going to choose the third option to activate abundance, which is I declare, I commit to what I'm going to do differently. And what I'm going to do when I notice that frustration or irritation or anger, whatever it is, when I notice it, I'm going to give it a name because then it's not just in my body. It's this thing that I can move outside my body. Oh, this is anger. I'm holding it in front of myself. I'm taking it out of me. And once I see this thing in front of me that I've been hanging on to, I can let it go. I can drop it and I can let it flow away because all of those emotions that I'm experiencing, they're just a form of energy. It's just a reminder from the divine. Are you choosing a story that is loving for you or are you deliberately choosing the opposite? It's a choice. You are love. You are in love. You exist in a sea of love. If you aren't seeing it or experiencing it, make up a better story. <laughs> it's that simple and that strange, isn't it? Step five, celebrate your progress. Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to suddenly roll over out of bed and instantly there's bunnies and butterflies everywhere and, and money falls down from the sky. It is a process. And I got to tell you, when you show up with joy in your heart and you're excited and curious about the wonders ahead and you're looking for love everywhere you go and you choose to see love in everything because you know it's either an expression of love or a request for love. Everything is. So when you see someone who's gone through a natural disaster, oh, that's a request for love. I know how to do that. The divine's getting my attention to send them love and blessings. I can do that. I can hold an intention for them. That's all that's going on here is this continual renewal of love. How beautiful. Wow. This was incredibly profound. I cannot thank you enough for adding your energy to this amazing experience today. Because make no mistake, it wasn't just Isla and me going it alone. Yeah, and it wasn't just the divine helping us out. You are here too. 
you added your energy to this experience. And it's no wonder we got to enjoy this amazing intention. I'm going to share it with you one more time because I want you to see how you created this intention with us. In love and light, we hold the intention that we notice and receive the love present in every moment, choosing to love ourselves exactly as we are right now. Thank you, divine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is done. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you next time for the Abundance Journey. You've been listening to the Abundance Journey show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.